0: Europol, which is the European police. Many people are probably familiar with Interpol, the international police, uh, but Europol is the law enforcement uh, agency of the European Union. Uh, Basically, it looks like they wanted to build a giant database to comb through all the data for everyone, like the NSA was caught developing when Snowden outed them. Um, so as was the case with the NSA, the, uh, Europol used a very broad interpretation of the rules to justify this massive, they they were up to four petabytes worth of data on over a quarter million individuals within the EU, uh, who were suspected of crimes, terrorism, and then people affiliated with those individuals. Well, that broad interpretation was also used by the NSA in secret private courts here to justify their massive data collection. Uh, However, unlike the US and the NSA version of this story, there exists a watchdog group in the EU known as the European Data Protection Supervisor. And this watchdog group has some teeth. They are forcing the Europol to delete any data that is six months old if it can't be proven to be useful. So they're trying to prevent this massive forever bank of information on everyone that can just simply be turned on whenever needed. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of covers it. Uh, what was your takeaway from this, Mike?
1: I I, I hate it all. I This is like... <laughs> This is what keeps me up at night and nightmare type shit. I just don't – I don't I, – I get what they're trying to do, but it just reminds me of that movie. I forget what it was. I feel like it's probably 20 years old now. But it's Minority Report? Yeah, where they try to uh, precede the crime and just arrest people because, you know, the AI spit out an ag- algorithm that said that they were going to do something. Like, it's just – it's really scary. I don't like the data collection. I don't like the facial recognition. I don't like, you know, the zero click uh exploits or whatever that, you know, certain governments are definitely known um not to use, but known to explore. It's just I don't I don't like it at all. Like. There's one quote Mm -hmm. in here that says we are not processing the data. We are just collecting it and we'll only process it in case it is necessary for the investigation they are doing. So you said like their ends justified the means. They kind of stretched out the wording to make it fit what they wanted to do. I mean, if if they have to delete info after six months, that's what the watchdog wants. How are they going to go through all of that information to see what's useful? Like that's going to take 20 years. So, I just don't really understand. I feel like there's no going back in terms of this, like I understand the watchdog, but I mean i don't know maybe it's just because I'm a United States citizen and I don't have faith in our government or our you know national security teams but i don't know what do you think yeah that was uh that that was
0: something that Stuck in my head too because one that was the exact same justification the NSA used in their arguments, which is that, well, we're not violating any logs, we're just collecting massive amounts of data, but we're not actually going through it. So, when we need to go through it, well, then we'll go to the secret FISA courts and then we'll obtain these confidential warrants. But you can trust us to just keep this massive amount of data in storage, and since we haven't actually browse through it. It's not a violation, which did not hold water when this actually came out. Um, but the thing is, with this Europol, they, in the article, I mean, they are very upfront. They're, they want to develop AI technology to comb through this data. So it kind of seems to me like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. And I think, look, at the end of the day, this, yes, collecting this data makes the job of a cop easier. If you know everything about everyone and something happens and you need to collect evidence, you need to collect information, then yes, this would make your job a whole lot easier. But I don't, I mean, I mean the whole point, at least in the U S is, is not, I mean, I mean our whole bill of rights, our constitution is written to do the opposite. It's, it's to make the job of policing us more difficult. It's to create a higher burden so that police can't just, take the easiest way possible and abuse the system and abuse us in the process. So, well,
1: and that's, uh, yeah, that's what scares me the most is like having information to form an opinion and a thesis, like a conclusion on what you're trying to solve is great. But when you have so much information, I feel like you can just pick things that fit what you're looking for. And, you know, they could be completely off base, but Then, you know, for the next six years, you're on a watch list all because of some fucking guy, some cop in Ireland that just got off his drinking ship thinks that, you know, you're the guy that robbed the bank.
0: Yeah. Well, there's another layer here because Europol is the EU law enforcement wing and obviously they have their member countries. And one of the issues that was mentioned in the article was there was an individual who tried to get his data scrubbed from the Europol database but then, first of all, he had difficulty doing that. Imagine as an individual going up against Europol. But that data had already been shared with a couple member countries. So now you're trying to get scrubbed off this terrorist watch list, which you apparently don't, shouldn't be on. Um, and now you have to get scrubbed from multiple databases, from multiple institutions, countries. It, even with the backing of all of this regulatory heft that the eu has put behind consumers like this agency this watchdog agency it's just very clear that it's it's almost impossible for individuals to fight this battle and get their data scrubbed so
1: well that's that's my last thing is like i understand this information is probably stored offline and they say it's super safe and whatever else but people there are bad people out there. So, you know, say someone wants to release all of it and they somehow find a way to hack it. You can't sue the EU government for taking that data then. Right. Because now your information is just out there and you're shit out of luck. That's what makes me mad. Yeah. Like there's no recourse.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't just action without consequences. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So they'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. They're, they're counter suing, but, um, it might, uh, might go that way, but they have to delete a lot of this stuff. So, uh, but you brought an article today, right?
1: I sure did. So uh, I grabbed a little Bloomberg piece: uh, Crypto creeps into U.S. politics as candidates offer NFTs. Basically, it's just about congressional candidates uh, beginning to sell NFTs to help finance their com- campaigns in the midterms. Um one of the good things the article points out right away is that more times than not, an NFT is meant to be held, stored, or traded as an asset and uh, rather than be used as a currency for campaign contributions and, like, merch. So they talk about two different, um, you know, congressional candidates, one Republican, one Democrat, um, one of which has only raised just short of $7,000, while the other one has raised $600,000, and... The interesting quote in here is since the FEC first approved crypto contributions nearly eight years ago, only about a dozen campaign committees have received any digital currency and said committees had about 1 million in total transactions during a period in which tens of billions were raised. So, I mean, in my mind, it was only a matter of time before this happened. I wish that more was being done on the government side to actually understand crypto um, instead of just... uh, for lack of a better term, slutting it out for contributions or votes. Uh, The girl who raised 7K through her NFT merch uh, just seems like she kept hearing NFTs on the news and said, well, this seems pretty popular. Why not try to get some contributions off these? And then, I mean, it's just disappointing that this type of thing will grab headlines and, in my opinion, possibly bring in overarching laws um, just to make sure nothing nefarious is happening. I feel like we've talked about it before on the pod, but. In my opinion, we can't let the laws and regulations get in the way of innovation and creation. And I just hope that these dumb kind of spotlight moments don't overshadow the overarching shift the crypto community is working for. What do you think?
0: So, like you said, nobody is using this yet. You mentioned in eight years since crypto could be used for campaign contributions, only about a million has taken place. So do you compare that to the Billions and billions and billions that have been spent uh, with regular fiat during that time on U.S. elections. Um, To me, this doesn't really change much because at the end of the day, you're still and candidates still are subject to the same disclosure requirements. And uh, individuals are still just as limited by how much they can contribute. So if a candidate, um, you know, if a candidate wants to take Bitcoin from an individual, they still have to know who that individual is and they can only take so much. So I don't really see this as, it, I haven't seen this yet, but you kind of just know someone's going to be like, well, this is going to lead to dark money and terrorist funding candidates. Ruined. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, if, a, if you're a candidate and you can't prove where your money came from, you're going to catch the crap. Um, so yeah, to me, this kind of seems like a couple people want to be the first ones to say, look at me, I'm the crypto candidate. Um, but I think most individual donations come from old people who aren't really familiar with crypto. Uh, and so this to me just kind of seems like candidates trying to make a pitch to the young generation, trying to get them engaged and be like, look at me, I'm the crypto person. If you like crypto, you know, maybe you want to vote.
1: Yeah, it might be a more long-term game plan for them too. Cause I'm pretty sure the Democrat was a pretty young girl. And she may just be planning on running for the next, like, 12 to 16 years. So maybe this is just her first, like, you know, get it in now so everyone remembers my name and then build real – I don't know. I don't know. You never know what people are thinking. But, yeah, it's just – I don't don't like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, money in politics is is a problem for (laughs) a host of other reasons, Uh, Super PACs, 501C groups that basically allow – super rich people to anonymously donate infinite amounts of money. So um, I don't think if you want to, if you want to use crypto as the the dummy to whack instead of just <laughs> all the money already in politics, they're, they're missing the boat, but uh, Oscar's called in. I'd love to hear if you have a question or thought, Oscars.
2: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: Good. How you doing?
2: Nice. All good. Uh, yeah. So The thing is about Europol is that um, a lot of media is covering their tracks about how brutal and how unethical and how they're enforcing a lot of things that are not legally binding to people. And you'll not be finding any kind of, like, uh, bad things about Europol. And that's really cringe um, from my side. Like, when I try to find something dirty, like, because... Like, local news always reports that, but then again, the local news will be uh, stopped at some point, and then it doesn't go out. So there's actually so many things that we don't know actually inside of these agencies that are so corrupt and fraudulent that even the so-called politicians that are calling themselves crypto-based and they are funded by someone else, uh, that's okay, because even those politicians are better than those guys that are working in the agency, so... That, that that's my point of view.
0: <laughs> yeah. I got done reading Snowden's book and where he goes into details on just what it was like to be inside the machine. And, um, Oh man, there's just so many layers, so many. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's just an absolute mess. Not, not knowing half the people don't even know what's going on when they're building these, these spy tools. It's, um, it's kind of wild. Uh, Oscars, where are you from? I'm, I'm curious. Are are you, from within the eu at all
2: yeah that's correct yeah uh sweden
0: <laughs> so sweet so, so is this a big is this a pretty big story there or i guess what what is your read on on how people within the eu because we're from the u.s so just interested if people from the eu view this a different way or
2: no people don't like them and plus again like a lot of stories are being um not revealed like what's going on inside of europe and what kind of, like, bribes can be done from uh, other institution members. So, yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating, actually, to have such an uh, institution still going on when mm-hmm. people are not supporting it. The same with any kind of state politician or regime in the government. Like, people are just, just telling them, hey, we don't need this, actually, but still it exists. So, yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. Um, we don't support a lot. So we don't support a lot of like these institutions and uh, it's the same story like with, with the United States as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the thing is that actually people don't realize how much data they're flooding into these agencies on a daily basis. Um, And that's why if you take away your electronic
1: devices, some happy day will come. (laughs) (laughs) right that's that's an interesting point of view though because that was my big thing is i feel like in the united states and i was wondering whether it was the same in the eu where like we know what's going on but the news isn't really reporting it and they'll say one thing and we know that they're doing the opposite just because they can and it kind of seems like the same things happening over there even with the watchdog group
2: yeah it is it is it is the same and um all those things that we don't know and actually like how much like data we are actually um trafficking trafficking to these agencies we don't even know like who is watching that who who is listening to that um and also about those uh, uh, mobile towers that kind of are used for five G or something else. Actually, the uh, some of those towers actually uh, connecting to your phone and download everything that you that they can. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just fucking. Yeah,
0: yeah. Again, I will go back to that Snowden book. He talked about some of the tools that they insert within the transaction network, and it's, it's just they scrape everything. It's, it's truly insane, but Oscars really appreciate you calling in. Uh, Great to talk to you today, Mike. Uh, I think we're bumping up on time, but we will be back tomorrow and every day this week, just like usual. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe. Talk to you tomorrow. Appreciate ya.